सहनावतु सहनौ भुनक्तु सह वीर करवाह तेजस्वीतमस्तुमाषावी ओ शाति नम श्रीशंकरुपादाबुजन्मने सविलास महामोहग्राहग्रासकर्मणे सो राइट इन द मिडल इट स्टार्ट्स टू हीट अप स्पीड अप अ बिट एंड वी आर टॉकिंग अबाउट दी वी हैव जस्ट फिनिश्ड अंटिल वर्स नंबर फोर्टी टू द डिस्कशन ऑफ जीव सृष्टि एंड ईश्वर सृष्टि एंड हाउ दी ईश्वर सृष्टि इज नॉट द कॉज ऑफ सोरो फियर इन अदर वर्ड्स समसारा समसारो सो देर फॉर वॉट जीव सृष्टि इज द प्रॉब्लम दैट मच वी हैव अंडरस्टूड बिकॉज यू नो वी डिप्लॉयड ऑल दोज अन्वयव्यतिरेका मेथडोलॉजी टू कम टू दिस understanding that in the presence of ishvara srishti there is no sorrow and in the presence of jeeva srishti alone there is sorrow so then what should be given up through knowledge is you know jeeva srishti not ishvara srishti now the thing is then now we have a we could have a potential problem what is that <laughs> okay i'm going to give up jeeva srishti that means what you know i'm going to give up all the all the um, certain uh, what should i say expectations hopes desires etc that is what may comprises jeeva srishti correct ragadveshas primarily constitute jeeva srishti so i am going to give up the pursuit ragadveshas cannot be given up they have to be analyzed through the you know lens of the shastra and first you make the catching ragadveshas the clawing binding ragadveshas into kind of you know non binding ragadveshas and then they too drop in the wake of knowledge this we often say you know with uh, when we talk about the bhagavad gita etc and then so here now the ragadveshas have to be given up and so the ragadveshas at least you know the first line of uh, uh, interrupting the ragadveshas is stopping pursuing the ragadveshas correct ha huh. so then that seems like a very good way to you know begin one's sadhana one's pursuit but then what will happen you know then you know the knowledge will still not take place why because even to begin the pursuit of the knowledge one has to have a certain raga a desire for the shastra a desire to seek a guru a desire to brand oneself as a student so obviously so even though jeeva srishti is the culprit all of jeeva srishti is not the culprit and therefore from verses 43 to um 48 i think 
the uh, author um, swami vidyaranya divides jiva srishti into two types huh? and the first type is to be held on to at least till the knowledge takes place and then the second type is to be given up right at the beginning so verse number 43 delineates these two types and 44 to 48 discusses the first type okay so without much ado well, let's uh, let this text speak for itself and let's talk about the how the jiva srishti is very eloquently and intelligently divided into two types verse number 43 ಜೀವೈತಂಸ್ತ್ರೀಯಂಸ್ತ್ರೀಯಮಿತಿಧಾಸ್ತ್ರೀಯಂಪಾದೀತಸ್ತ್ರೀಯಂತಸ್ತ
will not look for a guru because the desire for knowledge and the desire to be free leads one to have the desire for somebody to show the way. So they will not look for the guru, not look for moksha, not look for jnanam and not be in love with the shastra because that is the whole thing. You know, one has to look forward to what the text is going to unfold, you know, eagerly, like all of you, you know, day after day, you, you, you sign on, you know, and then you are waiting for the text to unfold and, uh, you know, there is a certain eagerness that I can sense, there is a certain desire to understand this, there is a certain want to, you know, be uh, assimilating this knowledge. So that eagerness is all part of Ragadvesha, Kama, it comes under Kama. So if Kama is, you know, based on Ragadveshas, is indeed Jiva Srishti. If you give up all of Jiva Srishti, then what happens? Then, you know, one is in hot water, you know, Anir Moksha Prasanga. So we get into a situation where Moksha is not possible at all. Because the person had a, the person had a selective understanding of Jiva Srishti and gave up Jiva Srishti. And then what? And then, no place to go, <laughs> no place to go, nowhere to be. Jiva Srishti gone, meaning all Kama gone. The Kama for Kuru, Shastra, Adhyayanam and also the Kama for Sadhana. Sadhana means if I am not understanding the, um, you know, what is at stake here. What is at stake here? If I am not understanding the cause of bondage, if I am not understanding all this, so then that means what? The Shravanam is not fructifying properly. So that means what? You know, stop listening. No. <laughs> yeah, that means I have to cry for the Shravanam. And all those qualifications, Adhikaritvam, you know, there is a desire to cultivate. Because once the student, you know, gets the appetizer of Vedanta, you know, a few, what should I say? few little appetizers, you go to some party and then they give you things on a little toothpick, you know, yeah, and then uh, they give you some something at the end of a toothpick, one small little but very delicious, delectable bite and then they give one sauce and then you dip that and then you just stand around and eat that. And then when you eat that, then you say, OMG, this is delicious. I want more. I wonder if this is the appetizer, wonder what the main course is like. <laughs> so that's how it should be because, you know, and, um, you know, that that's what it is. The main course should be even more delicious. So like this, the student comes, you know, perhaps in the beginning, attends some public talk you know, usually dragged by the, the student wannabe comes, usually dragged by the spouse or a significant other or somebody, friend, and then, you know, they get a little, you know, tattva masi on a toothpick <laughs> and, and, you know, dipped in the sauce 
of some humor by the teacher and make it all you know nice examples the sauce is also anvaya vyatireka and other you know avastha tatraya prakriya you know all these uh, teaching methodologies become the dipping sauce for the little kernel of shastra at the end of the stick the stick is the guru <laughs> so and the mouth of the guru has a little bit of this appetizer that goes straight into the very something nice to hear nice to intake and then what happens one eats that oh i want more i want more but somehow i'm not this is going over my head you know why you know i like all and in the beginning you know when pooja swami ji was uh, teaching you know when they, in the beginning people used to come yeah, i mean people always used to come in drones and then when you ask the people who are coming and i did i said what what are what is it that you come for and they would say we come for the jokes <laughs> because pooja swami ji had a you know inimitable sense of humor word plays everything and so they used to come for the jokes in the beginning and then they would tell the jokes that's all they would listen to that's all they were capable of listening to that was the appetizer and so then what happened you know and uh, then they would get together with other sadhakas friends you know during meal times in the ashram uh, or whenever and they would do the nididhyasanam what kind of nididhyasanam of the jokes yeah they would repeat the jokes and then you know uh, laugh again and again for the same joke because it was all so uh, you know wonderful and uh, so relevant to their lives and then they would lighten up because they would come with a heavy burden of samsara other people and they would lighten up this was just the appetizer like a burrito this the joke was the wrapping inside was the kernel and the joke the kernel of the teaching and the joke was just something you know it's like you have you go to some uh, what is that uh, thai restaurant you know they take one uh, lettuce leaf and then in the leaf they put some nice things uh, some peanut sauce and everything and then they wrap it up wrap the leaf and give you some kind of a roll so the joke was just that little wrapping you know and then inside the wrapping was the kernel of the truth which has also been assimilated but the person doesn't know what has even been assimilated they are laughing at the joke because that is much more obvious that is more gross and the teaching which which the joke uses you know to which swami ji used to use the joke to wrap the teaching much more subtle but then when they started to come you know the appetite was wetted the rest of the things would go over the head still they would come and pooja swami ji would also say keep coming don't stop because you something is going over the head you know and then what happens the student understands by and by that you know if something is going over the head even after asking questions repeatedly then what should i do <laughs> i should listen more carefully but i can't seem to listen more carefully the mind won't stay you know as soon as vedanta class starts i want some popcorn to eat especially when you see it on the computer you know <laughs> this is like a home movie you know <laughs> the guru comes <laughs> on your screen and you are watching the teaching and then you know suddenly when you go to the movie you need something you know yeah 
So then at home also, you need some chakli, some popcorn, or maybe you know the you know the the Vedanta teacher becomes dinner time entertainment, whatever. So then one understands that look, what do what does one understand? Does one understand Vedanta? No, no, no. One understands that one is not understanding. Ah, thank God, even that is an understanding. And then what to do? Then if if the whole of Jiva Dvaitam should be given up, then there is no room for sadhana. Sadhana is Jiva oriented. Yeah, sadhana is Jiva Srishti. Oh, I am not understanding Jiva Srishti. I need to do something to understand Jiva Srishti. I think I need to meditate to calm down the mind. Jiva Srishti. All those thoughts and the meditation itself. Jiva Srishti. Yes, it is uh, you know given within the, the the ability to meditate is given. That is Ishvara Srishti. But the pursuit of the meditation itself, you know, to gain Chitta Naishchalyam, Jiva Srishti. I think I need to, you know, I think I don't have Shraddha because I'm questioning everything the teacher says. I don't have Shraddha. I'm finding fault with the teacher all the time. Okay, so what should I do? That that conclusion, Jiva Srishti. And then, therefore, what? Of course, lighted up by that chit only. We saw that. But lighted in the mind that is blessed by the chit. We saw all that. So those thoughts that light up, Jiva Srishti. And then what? Then I need to discover Shraddha. I need to cultivate Shraddha. Jiva Srishti. You know, and all these Shraddha. So we have what is called Sadhana Chatushtaya Sampatti. Sampatti, the gain, you know, the, the treasure of this sadhana chatushtaya, these fourfold qualifications. So, we, we, you know, viveka, the discrimination, what to pursue has to be cultivated. You know, everything that I have been pursuing so far is what? Is, you know, useless anitya. What I want is nitya. So, nitya anitya vastu, you know, and uh, uh, you know viveka for that is the first qualification now that i know what to pursue then i should have vairagya to drop the things that are impermanent because what i want is the permanent and the permanent being myself everything else is impermanent so i drop the impermanent so that is vairagya definition and then what then we have of course the last one is mumukshutvam the fourth one you know the third one is a six six pack so therefore I am discussing the fourth one first so the fourth one is mumukshutvam moksho me bhuyad iti icha so the desire that I should be free of this this horrible samsara where I am going round and round in the life and in also after the life I am coming back with a vengeance. So who is this I? Who is this ahankara? What is this nature of this body-mind complex? And why do I yearn for the permanent when everything around me including my own body-mind complex is impermanent? So this uh, you know this vicharha is mumuksha the desire to be free which translates into jignasa with a little more emotional maturity so mumuksha includes jignasa the desire to study because as we saw you know brahma jnanam vinanasyat iti vedanta dindimaha 
So the Vedanta Dindima, the text that we have studied earlier, says, you know, that without Brahmagyanam, you know, na, na karma bihi, not by karma, not by, uh, you know, charity, not by this, not by that, do you gain, you know, Brahman, but only by knowledge. So without knowledge, there is no moksha. Brahmagyanam vina na moksha syat. Iti Vedanta Dindimaha. Those who have studied this text with me earlier can look at the text and look at verse number 12 where he has quoted, the, you know, where Swami Vidyaranya has borrowed that verse. So it's kind of nice to go back and see that. So you can open that after the class and open Vedanta Dindima and do a little Simhavalokanam revisiting that text, especially verse number 12. Beautiful text. Dindima means the drum beat. So Vedanta proclaims loudly that without knowledge there is no freedom. So Mumuksha is discovering the desire for that freedom and then translating that desire for freedom into the desire for knowledge. And then we have, you know, Shatka Sampatti. Within this only, number three is Shamadi, Shama, etc. So you say only four things you have to gain in the beginning and then after that you find out that the third thing is actually six things making it nine things. <laughs> so what are those uh, you know uh, six things? Shama, a kind of a calm and resolved mind. Yeah, why don't you say tell me? Yeah, Shama, what is Shama? A calm and a resolved mind. A mind that is available for Shravanam is called Shama. Yeah. A mind that is available for Shravanam is called Shama. Why? Because otherwise the mind is spinning. You know, it is, it is uh, always, you know, listing. It is listing a list of grudges. You know, why did I do this? Why didn't I do that? So, other people's omissions and commissions towards me, why did they do this? Why did they not do that? And then my own omissions and commissions. Why did I not do this properly? This is what is going on. This is not a mind that is endowed with Shama. Shama means, you know, a certain kind of an acceptance. I cultivate an acceptance to things around me and the thoughts within myself. Yeah. But I can't accept. Okay. Try start with accepting your non-acceptance. Ah. <laughs> you can't accept. Okay. But can you accept that you cannot accept? No, I can't. Okay. Try accepting that. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, you'll be busy for quite a while. <laughs> and then what is what else is there? Dhamma. So the composure with regard to the organs of action. So the organs of action, you know, are not... Mm, excessively used, you know, because otherwise what happens, you know, you, you hear this in, uh, in the news all the time. You know, there is something called, uh, especially in the West, something called, uh, what is that, road uh, rage, road anger. So the angry person is driving on the road. And in fact, it's not road rage. It is, uh, you know, that samasa has to be, that compound has, it's not the rage belonging to the road. <laughs> it is the rage that happens on the road. It is the rage for, for which the location is the road. 
where your composure is eroded that's why it's called road rage yeah so the eroded composure on the road is called road rage so the angry person is already driving correct it's not that suddenly he or she became angry while on the road he was already angry and and unfortunately happened to be at the wheel of this car or truck or whatever and then somebody did whatever they were doing maybe they were a little thoughtless and cut uh, changed the lane too close for comfort or maybe they did not uh, put the signal quickly enough or at all usually when we are driving you just sort of say what's what is this idiot doing on the road and you go on but the person angry person decides to ram their car into them or worse still what happens you know they they, they don't want to destroy their car so they get off you know or uh, and uh, you know uh, chase that car force them to pull off pull over and yell at them or worse still take out a gun and shoot them shoot at the car so this is what is called road rage <laughs> and 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 so rage what does rage do it makes uh, you know it it gives for poor impulse control starting with speech you say things you don't mean you do things you don't mean and so not doing all these is called dhamma the ability to keep the organs of action where they belong indriyani indriyarthebhya tasya pragna pratishthita So this is sense organs, you know, are just doing their job, and the organs of action are not responding or reacting to seeing somebody, you know, come in my way. I mean, I have reflexes, so I can stop the car or slow down. That I do, but after that, I don't pursue them with a vengeance. This is what is called, you know, dhamma. You know, yukta cheshtas. ಸೋಸ್ಟಿಂಗ್ಸ್ಟಿಂಗ್ಸ್ಟಿಂಗ್ಸ್ಟಿಂಗ್ಸ್ಟಿಂಗ್ಸ್ಟಿಂಗ್
Uparati, Uparati is a kind of an, you know, it is, it is a precursor to titiksha, accommodation. So accommodation happens only when you let go of wanting your way all the time. You accommodate. You say, okay, this is what happened. This person, you know, oh, but this person is not doing what I say. Maybe they are not capable of it. Maybe that's what it is. Oh, but I, they are my employee. Okay, change the employee. No, 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 you know, I had a big, uh, we conducted a big search in the office and with great difficulty we got them. Okay, stick with them. Oh, but I can't stick with them, you know. Let go. <laughs> then you can, you know, then the training of the employee will be uh, less stressful. Let go. Let go of the expectation that they should be a certain way. Whether it's an employee or whether it's the spouse or the teenage, uh, you know, offspring, doesn't matter. Let go. And, you know, let go of that, uh, what is that, that pressure to change somebody. And then that, of course, you know, gives way to titiksha, you know, accommodation. Accommodation without complaint or without, you know, exploding uh, like a pressure cooker or without, you know, imploding. No exploding, no imploding, no wailing. Chinta vilaparahitam sahanam sarva dukhanam apratikara purvakam chinta vilaparahitam satitiksha nigadyate. You know, that is called titiksha, which is what? Which is the ability to put up with difficulties without lamenting loudly or without becoming a stress mess. Yeah, within. <laughs> a mess of stress, a mass of stress within. So this is what is called the tiksha. You see how valuable this is. Because this is where all the mind is occupied in all the things that didn't go my way and I want this. And even in Vedanta class, I mean, uh, less so perhaps online, I don't know, but even if it's a, if it's a physical class, you know, one person comes slightly late and finds that their favorite chair or asana is, or their, you know, place is occupied by another student. That itself is enough to off-put them for the rest of the class. For the whole hour, they are wishing that they had that chair. And then what? You know, the, the whole Mahavakya Vichara is missed. Totally missed. You know, that's, that's basically, uh, you know, that is the, the, the that is why cul uh, the cultivation of Titiksha is very important. You know, uh, then Shraddha, of course, very, very, very crucial. Shraddha means the ability to give the teacher benefit of doubt. And so what, you know, you know, everyone is a, um, what's that, you know, one has a built-in inner cop, an inner, uh, you know, disciplinarian, an inner fault finder that loves to, you know, parse everything, you know, and then what, you know, and uh, they will keep on, you know, looking at everything critically. Yes, enquiry is important, even critical enquiry is important. 
but then you know the enquiry has to have you know what is that shraddha bhakti purasaraha the person has to keep in front shraddha and bhakti and then only do the enquiry bhakti means a reverence for the knowledge and which is a component of shraddha and you know shraddha means you know a reverential attitude towards the knowledge and the means of knowledge pramana shastra and the mouth piece of the knowledge which is the teacher you know and then so you know where you know we have to see where is your goal is the goal in taking down the the agent of the knowledge the teacher because you don't like how the teacher looks you don't like how the teacher speaks that is not the teacher's problem <laughs> it is one's own problem because there is obviously jeeva srishti of the other kind that he is going to discuss from verse 49 onwards the kind that should be given up in operation it's not the teacher's problem that you don't like how the teacher looks or you don't like how the teacher talks change the teacher that's all you know simple or don't come to vedanta at all you have the choice and so therefore it's not the, it's, it's it's one's own problem that has to be seen and no but i want the knowledge i want this teacher but somehow i can't stop being critical so therefore one cultivates the ability to listen without trying to point out all the mistakes that the teacher you know is making according to you ha <laughs> and the teacher may be making some mistakes while talking you know sometimes you know whatever usually the teacher will correct it but maybe one mistake or two mistakes you know whatever goes on, goes away without correction so then what then one learns to uh, you know if you know okay the teacher has misspoken here somewhere you know doesn't matter you understood correct yeah <laughs> you understood that that's not what the teacher meant to say and then what so you do need not then confront the teacher and say oh you said this but actually that was wrong <laughs> teacher will say okay maybe i misspoke teacher is not going to have a fit about that but then you know where is the aghata aghata means where is the problem here the problem is in you know it is it is a self inflicted injury you know self inflicted injury when you take it upon yourself to be the monitor of the teacher and the monitor of the shastra then it's a self inflicted injury because you know the you know you are Uh, preventing yourself from you know seeing what the knowledge has to offer for you so that is what it is it is like sitting and you know cutting off you know cutting off something cutting off the nose to spite the face ah that is like that that's what it is cutting off the nose there is an expression and uh, and in english idiom cutting off the nose to take revenge on the face yeah <laughs> because you know when one is on the fault finding mission like sometimes you find fault with the veda grammatically that is incorrect you know atma yanamaha atmalinga yanamaha we have this you know whole uh, you know 
is call and respond uh, response in the puja you know parama ganamaha paramalinga ganamaha like that we have and so if you know a little bit of sanskrit you know there is no such thing called atma yeah <laughs> that's wrong <laughs> what should it be atmane namaha so atman nakaranta fourth case atmane like marute you know like that and so therefore you know uh, so therefore what so atmaya like ramaya is wrong you know you cannot say atmaya namaha so if you just sit and get, have a fit about atmaya namaha then you know what the veda has to say is you know and what the upanishad may have to say about your own redemption from samsara is completely missed in this analysis uh, that's what the whole thing is because you are obsessed with grammar that's why we don't correct the veda it is infallible so so many times it is there and you know such so things like this come what you think grammatically should be there is not there and then what and then adi shankara in the bhashya will say leave it alone and there is an expression chandasam this is vedic grammar and so this is what is shraddha that is looking upon the the that which is going you don't bite the hand that feeds you if you bite the hands that feeds you it is not going to you know the food is not going to come and so here one is craving for the food the nourishment of this vidya in order to take, take care of avidya and so if you, you if you bite the shastra it will not feed you not that it's going to withdraw the hand it's just it, you know you are more interested in biting rather than eating this is what the whole thing is and so there is an attitude of gratitude which shraddha encompasses so and that and and we see that clearly that's why the parampara is so important we see how gauda padacharya govinda padacharya bhagavat padacharya shankara and all his gurus saw the shastra with utmost reverence nobody corrects the veda nobody corrects the upanishad nobody says oh okay no upanishad should have begun with that story and then gone i think i'll rearrange no we uh, you know implicitly say that you know there must be a reason for this let me not try to you know change anything let me try to imbibe how it comes let me learn. you know that's why uparati and shraddha also go together let me get let go of this tendency to pick on everything this picking tendency is for you know is not good for anything except to be a proofreader in the next life <laughs> <laughs> you know that's what pujya swami ji used to say all the time if you finding fault all the time next life bhagavan says tathastu and then you are a copy editor or a proof uh, reader in oxford university press or something yeah and then when you work for the press in this manner you know all proof readers you know the whatever it is then only place to go is to get depressed that's all it is always finding fault it's not fun you know and then so this is this is this has to be avoided with the shastra and then this has to be also avoided with the person who is wielding the shastra namely the acharya the guru or the teacher of vedanta whatever you want to say you know so if you keep telling the guru you know you said this when you meant to say that are 
but you know what I meant, okay, you know, no, 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 but I have to point it out, <laughs> that pressure to point out is lack of Shraddha, that's what it is, and that pressure is dealt with by first not giving into the pressure on the level of action, this is Dhamma, <laughs> huh. Firing off the guru for saying something that you didn't like or you thought was wrong is is what is dhamma. Even if the guru may have misspoken, perhaps, you know, sometimes it happens. You know, something is not caught. Okay. You let that go. That is uparati here. You see how all of them are connected. That's why it's a six-pack. And then what? So, you know, you, you first, uh, you know, that, that uh, what is that, that disciplining of the organs of action, speech, email, email is also a new organ of action, email, text, etc. You, you stop at that level and then, you know, and then, you know, that is, that is the first level. And, you know, so Dhamma and then finally what? Shama. So for Shraddha, you take care of, you know, cultivating Shraddha through the use of Shama, Dhamma, Uparati. First, Uparati, you let go of wanting to correct the Shastra, the teacher, the pressure to find fault. You let go of. Then, when the, the places where you can't let go of, at least on the level of the organ of action, you desist from pointing out the faults all the time on the fault-finding mission for the teacher and the Shastra. You know, correcting and fault-finding the teacher and the Shastra. And then, you know, then what? Then finally, the Shama. Shama means then the, the pressure that has built up that has to be assuaged, that has to be taken care of in a different way. First is that pressure is owned up. Why did I become this fault-finding person? What is, what is going on here? You know, why? Because I didn't have any control growing up on my, uh, uh, you know, in my surroundings. This is usually the case. There is, you know, no control. The child is freaking out. The child doesn't know one day what's going to happen. Is it going to be beaten or is it going to be abandoned? He doesn't know. So the father inconsistent and then, you know, mother uh, non-existent, uh, you know, coming and going, father inconsistent, you know, so whether it's going to be neglected or whether it's going to be abandoned or whether it's going to be beaten up or whether it's going to be just ignored, it doesn't know. And that inconsistency, you know, in the in the upbringing, you know, with the, maybe the parents were fighting all the time. So many versions are there for that, you know. So regardless of the individual background, generally there is that inconsistency in the in the early childhood upbringing, which gives a great deal of stress and panic for the child. And the uninterrogated panic is then you know, as an adult projected onto the Shastra, onto the Guru, because one wants to control the Shastra and the Guru to be able to be okay. So any inconsistency with the teacher is, you know, cannot handle. So you want to make the teacher into a kind of a controllable, regular, uh, you know, what is that? You know, in, in according to your expectation, behaving entity, then only you can listen. That's what you think. That's what the person thinks. Or it could be, you know, an authority issue. 
you know very uh, you know difficult childhood heavy unconscious lot of uh, upbringing problems and the child doesn't have trust shraddha is learning to trust and learning to let go within enough to trust that this knowledge this teacher wielding this shastra are both valid and you know and i am going to gain this knowledge you know this is just logic actually because for the teacher to speak to you to you means what that ahankara which is having all the all those problems you know you have to validate the teacher <laughs> very interesting very paradoxical but this is vedanta it's all a full paradoxy so you know full of paradoxes you know and then uh, what is this paradox the paradox is that in order for the teacher to be able to free you from the from the forest of your ragadveshas and all kinds of wrong notions which is hiding the sun of knowledge as yourself as the truth of yourself you have to you have to give the teacher high marks and validation even before you sit in front of the teacher how is that possible why is that not possible you know no but that is contradictory because first you have to try out something yeah try out attend one or two lectures no but that's not enough how do you how do i know are what are you talking about marriages in india are conducted this way <laughs> shraddha you know in india especially in the small towns etc even now you know they did one study 70% of the marriages are what is called arranged arranged by who bhagavan that's what it is <laughs> arranged by bhagavan no dating you know only the horoscopes date where in the house of the astrologer they spend some time together <laughs> where they talk to each other and then astrology is what bhagavan it is a it is a knowledge of the stars everything you know knowledge of the blueprint of of that particular jiva which is going to be in alliance with this particular jiva it is just bhagavan it is a cross section of bhagavan according to time and space and personality it is that purusha alone blessed with the name form personality birth date and how will it interact with this purusha blessed with this birth date this you know name form these kinds of stars and how will they influence each other and their life and so there are certain 36 points and then if you get 18 we say well and good <laughs> half 50% <laughs> is enough and then the marriage is performed all because of shraddha in fact that is what is the powering uh, you know powering uh, value this value of for shraddha trust is the powering value behind the whole veda what makes vaidika is is that trust what makes one uh, the one that confirms to the veda is is all about trust nothing else uh, you know and that trust has to be recultivated the trust that was you know uh, disturbed in childhood has to be recultivated uh, you know in relation to the teacher in relation to the study material it has to be recultivated because otherwise what happens one you know very shallowly focuses on the personality of the teacher and then you know that you know, that uh, personality is not the person it's just, you know person is you 
that that teacher is no different from you that is what it is so then this shraddha means dropping of the notions and the authority issues in relation to the teacher by healing the stuff with the parents and we have seen how to do that the primary caregivers how to how to deal with that by you know uh, again this is all shama so, so you see how all of them are connected it's like a bunch of noodles you know if you if you de- the the good news is if you develop one particular value all of them come finally samadhanam the ability to have single minded focus on the fact that all these six qualifications within this shama this shatka uh, sampatti is 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 for what is for my growth everything i do is for my growth not for fulfilling ragadveshas everything that i do is a sadhana for shravanam so this uh, this kind of a understanding is samadhanam so this is what is called sadhana chatushtaya and in the bhagavad gita in the 13th chapter this sadhana chatushtaya is you know is expressed in the form of 20 qualifications we had a you know we had a nice uh, what is that uh, um, series of talks in atlanta on that 20 qualifications uh, you know starting with uh, in the beginning of chapter 13 you know amanita amanita means not not having that uh, pride and uh, you know adambhitvam arrogance you know ahimsa commitment to non violence you know kshanti kshanti is titiksha accommodation not shanti kshanti with a k in front accommodation so titiksha so that is what ahimsa kshanti ruju bhava ruju bhava is the ability to have an integrated uh, you know personality yuktaha by aligning mind speech and action what you think you say and then you say it sweetly and then what you say you do so there is no you know disharmony between mind and action ahimsa kshantihi arjavam acharya upasana shraddha here is converted into the worshipful attitude towards the acharya the source of the knowledge towards the shastra etc acharya upasana sthairya the staying ability stha means to stay <laughs> yeah the staying ability you know samadhanam until the knowledge takes place and then uh, you know atma vinigraha the ability to discipline the mind you know samadama etc you know and then vairagya for what with regard to the sense objects indriyartheshu vairagyam and then the ability to not take not get angry with the slightest of slights anahankara you know this is what it is and then the ability to find fault oh you just said that we shouldn't find fault yeah but find fault you know the redirect the fault finding tendency to towards samsara <laughs> yeah janma mrityu jara vyadhi vyadhishu dukha doshanu darshanam keep seeing the finitude of samsara keep seeing how everything is finite 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 and everything is just janma mrityu jara vyadhi birth death and in between what you know old age and affliction what else 
nothing else and so keep looking at the finitude of samsara and develop vairagya for that you know and then um, asaktihi the uh, what is that you know uh, the uh, um, the uh, the ability to not get addicted to things and then you know the, those are objects and the ability to not get addicted to uh, you know things in your life with regard to having some vairagya with regard to objectivity with regard to spouse child you know etc and uh, you know house etc and then the ability to have equanimity regardless of what happens to have a more or less equal you know equal response whenever you get something you like okay theek hai wonderful when you get something you don't like even more wonderful because i now have the opportunity to work on my fears and anger and sorrow and disappointment so whenever something doesn't like you it comes you say i'm going to work on my disappointment you know and then um uh, and ability to have bhakti devotion for bhagavan what kind of devotion who are you jignasu bhakti who are you you know they say all the upanishads they say that you are me and i'm not separate from you may i my only prayer is may i know that may i enjoy that non separation this is what is called you know that ananya bhakti avyabhicharini bhakti it's not ayaram gayaram bhakti not come and go bhakti but bhakti that is you know that has dhairya that has staying power you know that that bhakti which is constant and uh, you know mai cha ananya bhakti hi avyabhicharini and then uh, what else is there uh, ramakrishnan ji will know yeah we have to say in the tune then it will come mai cha ananya yogena bhakti ravyabhicharini vivikta desha sevitvam got it yeah <laughs> see when the tune comes the rest of it comes vivikta desha sevitvam here is also sadhana such for places that are devoid of people so that you can enjoy solitude meditation you know don't always go with the crowd you know aratihi janasamsadi stop this desire to just be one among the crowd you know and then that that gnanaartha darshanan commitment to knowledge commitment to all this these are like the 20 qualifications and all this comprises you know the all this is jeeva srishti alone all this is jeeva srishti this is not you know this is all something you cultivate purushartha is there but here the it is moksha purushartha the direction the pursuit the striving is there but it's a good striving <laughs> it's a striving that is authorized by nay encouraged by the shastra and the shastra tells without this kind of a striving you will not gain this knowledge even though the gain of the knowledge is purely pramana vyapara pramana vyapara alone 
you know this kind of a you know striving it's an effortless uh, gain of knowledge but in order to qualify to gain this knowledge some striving is required and please don't give up that striving thinking it is jiva srishti and so he he says that and let us look at the verse now jivadvaitam tu shastriyam ashastriyam iti dvidha let us now he says look at jivadvaitam from two standpoints jivadvaitam however jivadvaita is of the however is to connect with what went before you know about how jivadvaitam is the problem etc etc ishwaradvaitam cannot be removed we saw that and so the jivadvaita is of two kinds he says is twofold let us call one shastriya the meaning that which is sanctioned by the shastra you know shastriya means that which goes along with the shastra that which confirms to the shastra you know shastre bhavam you know shastrasya idam all this we can say so that which is born of the shastra that which is you know uh, ratified validated by the shastra and then ashastriyam that which is not validated or which in fact which the shastra discourages overtly so there are two types and what is the other type because who wants to wait till verse 48 to find out what is ashastriya jeevadvaitam let us end the suspend now suspense now ashastriya jeevadvaitam means that which is you know not sanctioned by the shastra raga dvesha kama krodha etc you know we will be seeing that in detail so but for now from verses 44 to 48 he is going to expound on expand and expound jeevadvaitam which is of the shastriya variety that which is sanctioned by the shastra and in the second line he says upadadita upadadita means reclaim for yourself take it all and run take what take jeevadvaitam of the shastriya variety so take the shastriya jeevadvaitam and run with it take means claim it and then you know accept it upadadita reclaim it for yourself what you know shastriyadvaitam and what is shastriyadvaitam you have no right to ask this question because the whole hour we have spent talking about what is shastriyadvaitam that which the upanishads and the bhagavad gita talk about those qualifications and conditions and the sadhana that is required to be able to qualify for shravanam this is shastriyadvaitam you know and uh, you know this is like uh, sitting through ramayana correct and so the pandit ji was expounding ramayana and this fellow was sitting listening to the ramayana <laughs> and then <laughs> what happened when he listened to the ramayana he everybody else was asleep he was the only one awake and nodding his head so pandit ji being encouraged thus you know brought out all the subtle parts of the story and the significance and the allegories and metaphors and analysis and the ramayana concluded in 9 days and then on the 10th day he said pandit ji shastri ji i have a question he was very happy <laughs> he was very happy what 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 is the question you know and he said you know you kept talking about rama 
you know and you said is the uh, is the and then you know then you kept talking about sita yes yes and then you kept talking about ravana yes and then you kept talking about asura you know rakshasa and then my question is who is the asura who is the rakshasa <laughs> and the pandit ji deflated like a tire that has just driven over a thumb tack for all the air was let out of him and then very sadly he concluded i am the asura <laughs> i am that unfortunate asura that you know you know decided to teach you for 9 days so like that don't get confused and don't ask what is jeevadvaitam shastriyam what is the shastriya variety of jeevas jeevik duality don't ask because we have spent a lot of time talking about that and then upadadit instead what should you do instead of asking reclaim it for yourself cultivate it and then uh, how long should i have shama how long should i have dama if the student asks swami vidyaranya says atatvasya avabodhanat avadobodhanat atatvasya until the you know until the assimilation of the tatva avabodhanam assimilation proper assimilation complete assimilation of uh, what atat tatvasya avabodhanat asamantat so until you know until you completely you know you until such time this is ang you know in, you know not in the sense of abhividhi but maryada vachanam uh, so this ang is a uh, prefix which has two meanings one is it shows a certain time limit you know and then some sometimes it shows maryada maryada means a kind of a uh, 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 you know yeah that is time limit and the other one it also shows abhividhi abhividhi means until a certain kind of a thing you know uh, another condition which is not exactly time based and so like this here this is maryada maryada means what maryada means and until such time so here ang you know maryada vachanam so then even in bhagavad gita we have abrahma bhuvanal lokat punaravartino arjuna abrahma bhuvanal lokat so even if you go up to brahma loka maryada vachanam then what you know then uh, until then it is uh, what finite even if you go to brahma loka chances are there you will come back if you haven't gained this knowledge that is another example of maryada uh, you know the ang uh, prefix being used as maryada and then abhividhi means like you you say completely in the sense of fully fully assimilate the knowledge so like that we have abhividhi fully do this you know then also that a is used and now here maryada vachanam atatvasya avabodhanat until you gain the knowledge you know fully until the knowledge is completely assimilated until such time you have to have this you have to hang on to jeevadvaitam including shastra guru and all these internal you know uh, what is that changes of spiritual growth that you set into motion and then he is going to describe how to do that we'll see that tomorrow 
ಓಂ ಪೂರ್ಣಮದ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಿದ ಪೂರ್ಣಾತ್ ಪೂರ್ಣಮುದಜ್ಯತೆ ಪೂರ್ಣಸ್ಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಾದಾಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮೇವಾವಶಿಷ್ಯತೆ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಹರಿ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಓ